on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. We've got Retro Beer Ratings. They're back. We've got King of the Ring 2001. Personally, when when we talked about how we were going to watch the show last week, I totally forgot about a certain match. Uh, and I was, I mean, they, they talked about it on the show very early, and so I knew it was coming. Um, I don't think I had ever seen the match before, and it's wholesome. Seen the spot or the spots. Incredible match. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, news. Got uh, Bully Ray weighing in on the WrestleMania 40 predicament. Uh, Tony Khan tweeting too much. Some other thing. Oh, Wrestle Kingdom 18. Um, Chad and I said we were going to watch, and only half of that came true. Find out after the break of which which part of that's true. <coughs> Chad watched it. Um, and a couple other small things. And then weekly recap. WWE is firing on all cylinders. Obviously, we're building up to the Rumble. Uh, Chad's three best things from NXT. I personally did not watch Collision. It's on my television on mute right now. And Dynamite had a show at Daly's Place, their homecoming show. And I would call it underwhelming at the best. So, as always, you can follow us on social media at DDT Pod. You guys ready to go? Yep. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 134 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan. I'm joined by Joe and Chad. How's everyone doing? Good. Great. Three-day weekend coming up, maybe. Same. I get three days off this weekend. I might have to go in on Saturday. Is that for MLK? Yeah. Day? Forgot that was on Monday. I don't think I have Monday off. (laughs) What a bunch of bullshit. Finally out of the Navy and I still don't get MLK Day? I do. And I'm in the country come to. What a bunch of bullshit. Um, Chad, I, I, so I've been on the road the past two days and I listened to last week's episode. Um, and I showed you guys, I, I made you guys listen to Chad's rant from last, Chad's serviceable Samoa Joe rant from last week. I think I've just made it my goal for every episode. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, Joe sidebar. That way Chad can't hear us. Yeah. Um, us. I, 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 we should just make it our goal to just have chad go on a rant every week and if he does success if he doesn't we suck okay so far we're one for one yeah counting last week so that's that's gonna continue to be my goal i think it's it's a lot of it's just gonna have to revolve around when we're talking about aw because wwe is just firing on all cylinders right now uh news for the week what do you guys want to start with? Chad, do you want to start with Wrestle Kingdom 18? Because I didn't watch it. All right. So here's what here, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, 
Dave Metzler gave a four and a half stars to like six matches on Wrestle Kingdom 18. Okay, so really good show. I probably should no, watch According it. to Dave Metzler, it was. Here's what I'll tell you. Oh. I only really enjoyed about three matches. Okay. He gave five and a quarter, five and three quarters, or five and a quarter or something like that to Danielson and Okada. I thought their first match was better. The one where Danielson broke his arm? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the match I would say I enjoyed the most was the triple threat for the global. Okay. Finley versus Mox versus Osprey. I think Dave Metzler gave that like 4.75 or something. I mean, what does that guy know? He's only he, he's been writing matches for how many years? He he, he, he doesn't know shit. He just he gave them such high ratings for a show that I was like, I got done with it and I was like, I mean, it's okay. He loves New Japan. I know Wait. he does. That's I think that's where the bias happens. I just, yeah, Dylan. Do you really think that that Dave Metzler, uh, Joe's in really on it now too, is really an unbiased rep- or journalist? Um. Can I plead the fifth? No, I want you to answer the question. Okay, then no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> End all be all. I thought the last three matches of the show were good. Those two, and then the match between Naito and Sonata to end the night was pretty good. Um, the only other match that was like I would say watchable was the Tamatonga versus uh, Shingo Takagi match. I enjoyed that one. wasn't great, but I at least enjoyed it. Uh, TJP. Did you see TJP's new gimmick? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Is it video game based? No, no, it comes out like Bray Wyatt with like a fucking fiend mask style what thing. What the fuck? Yeah, he's got that like a fiend him mask. At all. It he comes out and he comes out of a casket and he's got this like fiend style mask and they're saying it's like a Filipino legend, like an urban legend thing. Yeah, cuz he's of, Filipino. Kind of like in Japan they have the oni. It's like a a demon type thing. Yeah, it's I like think. a demon from their from their lore. He's dressed up as it. And he wrestles the whole match like that, and then they win the junior heavyweight tag titles. Who is they? Who's his tag partner? Uh, Francesco Akira, uh, part of the even, United Empire, like the lower level United that Empire is. guys. It's a little tiny, scrawny, uh, red-headed Italian guy. Verbal meme, Thanos telling uh, Scarlet Witch, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, that's how I felt a lot during this show. <laughs> like, they were like, the Bullet Club's coming out here. I'm like, I don't know who these two guys are. <laughs> who are these guys? Oh, is that Clark Connors? Okay, I guess I know what half these guys are. Who's this other guy? Gorilla Mahoney? No, that's not a real guy. There's no way that's a real guy. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, God. The Bullet Club is a Is that like Balls Mahoney's I son? I have no idea. It's like Drilla Mahoney or Gorilla Mahoney. He's in the Bullet Club. Huh. The New Japan Rambo was just person after person after person of people I have never heard of before. But did the person that won, <laughs> who won that? No, the New Japan Rambo is four winners and they go on the next night to be the KPOW champion. Oh, uh, it's like Yano, Great Okan, Tama, Hiro Ishii or Ishii, the, the bone collector one. Oh, Tomohiro. Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, that's one. And then there was a fourth person. Uh, Ishii won the KPOW championship the next night in New Year's Dash. Cool. Okay. Well, every, oh, here's one thing I forgot to a, mention. Uh, it, Wrestle okay. Kingdom, every single belt changed hands. Interesting. Wow. Every single match that had a belt on the line that matched the belt changed hands. First time. Wait, ever. Finley wasn't the champ coming into that match? There was no champ. It was for an inaugural new belt. Oh. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. You did a really good job convincing me to watch this show. Uh, I probably didn't. You probably shouldn't watch that show. I, I, now I really don't want to. Okay. Um, Any particular Jesus. matches you should watch? You said 
the, triple, the triple threat, threat is the one if i was to watch any one i would 100 com- tell you right now i really enjoyed the triple threat match all right mox finley osprey was awesome yeah but i'm not gonna lose sleep over not watching that yeah, especially when you know Dave Finley won. I mean, what 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 fucking belt was it for? There's just the, so many fucking belts. It's the replacement belt for the <laughs> UK or US championship belts they had before. They used to have the New Japan RWGP US yeah, championship sure or Kingston, UK championship. Eddie Kingston will probably win that belt soon. I sure hope not. I'm really <laughs> done with Eddie Kingston. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. Eddie Kingston's really turned around for me. Yeah, I did just watch this match with him and Trent on uh, Collision. On mute. Um, I think, I think he won. You, I think if you want to save AEW, you put someone like Eddie Kingston on there. More. <laughs> He's just so serviceable. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good way to describe him. You're not getting me to rain on this one. You know that was a good try, on. Joe. That was a good try, but we're gonna have to do a little better next time. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll figure it out. There there's gonna be an obvious one. We'll we'll get him. Uh, staying on the New Japan thing, uh, Chad told me that Tomatonga was stripped of his belt, whatever belt that was. There, there's so many fucking belts. What, what, what belt? no, he had the never open weight championship. He won it at Wrestle Kingdom 18 from Shingo Takagi, and then they stripped him of it. And apparently, Evil's the champion now without having won the belt because they stripped him and gave it to him. I think his intention was that he was he was going to lose it to Evil anyway, but. He has already lost it. There never was a match. And apparently the rumor is because he told New Japan he intends to leave. Um, and the rumor I heard to go along with that is he is heavily sought after by WWE. Huh. I would love that. How old Actually, is he? if he could keep the G.O.D. music, I would love that. But I doubt it. He's older, isn't he? He's probably in his mid-30s. He, would he go? Is he part of the Samoan dynasty? He's 41 years old. I don't think he's. I don't think he's an. He uh, sounds like a. He's in the prime of his career for a WWE run. <laughs> That's like the same age AJ Styles was when he showed up. Yeah, or Damian Priest, yeah, or LA Knight. <laughs> These are all facts. These are all guys that were in their mid to late thirties or early forties when they signed and made it to the main roster. Yeah. All right. Stop yelling about it. But is is he part of the Samoan dynasty? Is he? Is I, he... I don't. I don't think he's an. Um... On Hawaii. Yeah. But he's like loosely related. Well, all probably. Samoans are related, probably. That's a bold assumption, Joe. But that also sounds like something I would say. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. Other news. Other news. Um, quick one. Dark side of the ring. This got announced today. Dark side of the ring renewed for season five. Excitement yeah. level. Like I mean, a, I love the show like so much a, so that how how would you think about season four, Chad? I it showed up on Hulu like two months ago, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, it finally showed up!" And then I forgot about it till you just mentioned it. I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I'm at like a a f- uneven five for uh, excitement level out out of ten. Yeah, I would say I'm probably uh, that's probably the lowest I'd go. I I love the show. I don't it's even a great think show. I ever. I don't think I ever even finished season three. Exactly. That's why but I, I love the higher. show. That's why I can't go higher for me is because I haven't watched every episode. If I was like a fanatic where I watched every single episode, then I'd probably be like, oh, I'm at an eight. How oh, not a 10? Yeah, probably. No. What about you, Chad? What's your excitement level? I think I'm oh, with Joe on this one. Maybe like a five or a six. Jesus. It's more excited than I am. Say, to go you just want to say AEW everything wrestling. that we do. I mean, I'd rather watch that than AEW fucking Dynamite. That's fair. 
Yeah, my uh, excitement level for excitement uh, excitement level for season five, Dark Side. Uh, let's let's say season five, episode ten of Dark Side of the Ring, titled Brawl Out. That would be awesome. That would be cool if we got that, but it's all fucking ND8, so we won't. Yeah, that's true. Fuck. Might have to wait for season 10 of this show for that. Uh, okay. Um, what do you guys want to do next? We've got Bully Ray's WrestleMania 40 fantasy booking or Tony Khan's tweets? Oh, Tony Khan's tweets. I got some opinions. All right. Yeah, go I ahead. want to hear your opinions, Chad. Go off. Okay, so Tony Khan... Um, I have after, the tweets, by the way, if you After Raw made a comment about People on the internet were mad that Hook is getting a title shot, but he was like, but over there on WWE, they're giving fucking Jinder Mahal a shot. What the fuck? You want to read the, the, do you have that one? So I have Tony Khan tweeting a double standard Hook 28 and one career record on a winning streak calls out the champ. A logical challenge sparks online outrage. Jinder has literally lost every single match he's in for the past year immediately gets titled shot. Where is the rage? And then in all caps, hashtag AEW Dynamite tomorrow on TBS. <clears throat> okay. So, and then I there got, was, I his, got there was also his response to the USA Network to a Twitter account. Okay. So, um, first off, uh, I love Jinder Mahal's re- response, which was said, Who the fuck who is, is Hook? Who the fuck is Hook? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love I Jinder. Post, I love, I bought poster board for Collision on Saturday. Me and Joe are going. And I'm writing who the fuck is hook on one of those poster boards. <laughs> you should definitely do F uh, asterisk CK so that they don't take your sign. No, I'm going to put who TF just like oh. gender did. Yeah. Okay. Who I like TF that. TF is Do you think you guys are you, where are you, are you guys sitting on a, like across from the hard, like, not necessarily yeah, like straight we're across on the, from the, we're the, on the cam? camera side, but I don't think we're going to get seen. We're like in row L. Do you want me to make a sign that says don't hinder the gender? Yes. I will tell you, gender Mahal went up so much in my book after that. <laughs> But point being, um, removing Jinder Mahal from the situation, um, first of all, I'm just going to make it abundantly clear. Um, Hook has 28 and one, and I think I've only watched Hook face a real competition about five times. Yeah. So that's a, that's a weighted fucking 28 and one. But yep. I do like that they were, they're, they're using other people to build up Samoa Joe in the short time. He's going to have the belt. Yeah. Right. So I have no problem with Hook. My problem is that a company attacked a former WWE champion who I've read on the internet is a really good human being. And Jinder Mahal does a ton of community work. He does a ton of brand uh, work for the brand, trying to get uh, to help people out. He's jobbed himself out to WWE superstars for the last how many years? Since He's he lost the, the heel our truth. He is a jobber right now and has been for years since he lost the belt. And he gets attacked the minute he gets a single match that it means something well let's also person who on the internet is being called a very good human being i wouldn't fucked i wouldn't say he's been a jobber since he lost the wwe title didn't he also win the united states championship yeah remember that fatal that was a a a year later that was a really (laughs) bad time for wwe no, nah, so, that was so when the, those especially two, the U.S. title. Yeah, when those two title runs are done. Then he goes to jobbing. He's been there ever since. Yeah, right. Also, I'm perfectly fine in almost any realm if a WWE champion, a former one, comes out and is like, "You don't have anyone to face between now and whenever. Uh, face me on Raw next week." Okay, that's fine. That that will never bother me. They are a former WWE champion. That should be the standard. That they can call out the champion and get a match 
on Raw. Now, if it was a pay-per-view, I'd probably be like, eh, that's kind of bullshit. This is a fucking match on Raw that Tony Khan was like, how fucking dare you book Jinder Mahal in your title matches? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't all this know. shit towards Jinder Mahal. And I don't even like Jinder Mahal, but like, fuck you, Tony Khan. But he's such a good human being. I've I, The amount of things I read on the Internet after Tony Khan said that about Jinder Mahal is kind of crazy. People were coming or flocking to Jinder Mahal. I think he I just was, made Jinder Mahal I, get over. I've spent the last minute trying to think of another WWE champion where I could be like, oh, really, Chad? You'd like it if so-and-so just called out Seth Rollins right now and demanded I mean, a title shot next week on Raw? I mentioned this, uh, Sam, and I think the only two that I thought of that I'd probably be mad about is like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because Brock Lesnar would win it. My dog just fell down the stairs. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Tony, come here, buddy. Come here. Stairs are, are hard, okay? dude. Well, they're also like wooden. Oh yeah, that's why Walter doesn't go go up wooden up or down wooden stairs. He he can tell the difference. Can't get the, the can't get the fucking grab. I'm just sitting here on. listening to Chad talk, and I just hear. It's kind of funny to listen to, but I feel really bad for him because he's he's getting up there. He's man, poor little guy. He'll be all right though. He's not limping. He's good. We're good. We're all good. Um, yep. Big Jinder Mahal fan now, though, by the way. Yeah, I mean, do you want him to win Monday? No. Oh, okay. So not really. <laughs> not really. No. So I was like, it's kind of like you're like a fake fan. I'm as real as a Jinder Mahal fan gets. Just on the same page. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get that. Hey, Jinder's um, got a lot of fans in, in India. India. <laughs> that is very fair. Um, The only other... So I have the other tweet where he... I, I don't know what the other... So there was one tweet where the USA Network account responded to somebody asking them what the cage match rating of some match was. And Tony Khan reply, uh, like quote tweeted USA Network account and said, a moral victory for USA is one win more than their world title challenger Jinder Mahal has in the past 364 days because it's literally been a full year since he won a match. You really put AEW in our place getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on your TV show. Do it more often. But Dude. what was what was that why why was he taking digs at, at USA Network? He he was just like he had to have been just like coked out whatever the fuck he was doing. Like Dude, the if, funniest part is so if, many more people are going to watch Jinder Mahal in that match than they are going to watch Dynamite. Yeah. I'm excited for that match now. I like think put yourself in the shoes of AEW talent. Your your own your own boss is going to put the company under because he likes to tweet. It's like it's like America. He's like, such a perfect idea for the United yeah. States of America. Yeah, hey, that election is... season actually just started. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Seriously. Oh my god. It's actually like Twitter too. It's kind of funny. It's honestly exactly like the United States. Um, okay. Anything else for this? No. All right. Tony Khan is a fucking child. I like that the AEW locker room uh, can't, still came out in defense of Hook, even though I'm not a Hook fan. Like, people still came out in defense of Hook and were like, hey, Hook's awesome. Like, basically leave him out of it because uh, Hook, didn't, Hook didn't respond at all. He just kind of... I like good. I like that the video of Hook at the strip club went went went, uh, went around again in the last few days. 
I actually don't that know was what pretty, you're talking about. That was pretty funny. Um, if you go on Twitter, you might still see it. I, I don't know. I don't think it's still going around today. But um, all right. Last last little bit. Um, I saw a snippet, a little clip of uh, busted open radio on Sirius XM, Bully Ray talking about how WWE could book themselves out of this predicament that they've put them in, put themselves in. CM Punk needs to be in a main event spot. Cody Rhodes needs to finish the story. Oh, and also the rocks back. So he said, and please let, please let me get all the way through this. Cause as soon as I say the first thing I can just tell Chad's going to be like, no, fuck that. I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want it to happen. So, um, Punk wins Rumble. Roman faces Rock in a stadium show in Perth, Australia at Elimination Chamber. Rock wins. Roman gets his rematch. Cody also wins at Elimination Chamber, some number one contender bullshit. And you get Seth and Punk night one and a triple tread on night two. Cody Cody pins... He said specifically Cody pins Rock uh, to win the title. I've seen I'm a lot okay. of people on the internet clamoring for that that Perth Australia Rock Roman match, and I think it would help them be able to tell you that all these foreign pay per views we're doing next year are going to matter. Because I mean, between Clash the Castle last year, how good some of the Saudi shows have gotten, and then if you were to put The Rock on a Perth Australia show, guess what? People are going to want to tune into France Backlash and Bash in Berlin way more than they would have previously. Yeah, that's true. I just I don't think they I don't think they need the rock to sell that show out. I, I saw do you guys follow or ever see like the WrestleTix Twitter yeah, account? I like those ones. There's only like four thousand tickets left that they need to sell and the show's still like over a month away. Yeah. No, I don't think they they've already need sold to sell six, over that they've show. already they've already sold over sixty thousand tickets for Elimination Chamber. But I think it helps sell other shows after it if they put That's, that match there. That actually is a really good point. I didn't think about that, about how you put the rock on this foreign, like non United States show, how that could affect buyers in the future for those other shows that the rock almost certainly won't be on. Yeah. But it builds anticipation. And and they even started that last year with money in the bank in London with Cena just being there for no reason to be like, yeah. we should have WrestleMania in London. Fuck you, London. <laughs> why, do, why do you hate London? I don't hate London. I just want WrestleMania to stay here. Actually, because yeah. I, I, you know what, Joe? As soon as they put WrestleMania in London, the next, you know what the next thing is, the fucking Super Bowl. So, and the last thing I want to do is actually, I really would love to watch the Super Bowl. It's not like the noon. International Football League. It's not that they do multiple matches. I almost said it's not the International Wrestling Entertainment, but it literally is the World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> you got me there. Dude, I, I will tell you straight up. I think that however they book it, as long as we end up with Cody and CM Punk as our champions walking out, then I think there's no complaints to be had. There's so many ways they could book this. I don't I think really CM care Punk how many will do. still lose. I think CM Punk will win, and I think very shortly afterwards, I think Damian Cash is in and actually takes it off CM Punk. Because the CM Punk versus Judgment Day storyline will be good. It'll basically be similar to all those people that he took on when he had the ne- the new Nexus and the the Straight Edge Society. He's but, now flipped the script, and now he's the guy facing off against the entire group. So, like, my thing almost this entire time has, 
and I, I I guess I haven't voiced this too often or very much at all, but like Priest cashing in on Rollins at Mania is so poetic. Rollins mm-hmm. getting cashed in on at Mania. Making it a triple threat. Dude, what if they let CM Punk win and then he gets cashed on at Mania and he he lasts like four minutes as the champ, just like he did uh, Jeff Hardy. And just like he does with AJ Lee. I don't I don't think Punk would get it, Dylan. No. Yeah. Sup, AJ Lee. Um, I don't, I think I don't know. I walking out of the title holder. I don't really. I don't know, Chad. I don't know. I don't know. We will see. Um, oh boy, that's gonna be some fun stuff. Either way, uh, we'll probably find out pretty soon after the Rumble if Rock Roman is ha- gonna happen at Elimination Chamber, and if it's not, I really don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. Or don't even have the Rock on this show. Like, let's yeah. just say that was like if a they're not going to do that, and then we put Rock at SummerSlam. Yeah, if they're not going to do that, they've got to do Roman Rock not for the title later this year or at next Mania. Which have we gotten where Mania Forty One is? No, but the internet rumor is it's Minneapolis. Oh, that's right. They've been like they've that's been the bitters. Rumor. They've been bitters for a few years now. So I would imagine that that yeah that might be true. In the Vikings Stadium. Yeah. U.S. Bank, yeah, nice, good for me. All right, uh, let's get into retro beer ratings. This week we watched King of the Ring 2001. Uh, overall thoughts on the show? Uh, yeah, that was good. I thought I we're it. we're we're very much still in this like, other than the last one we watched, which I forget what that was. That was, I would say, like fairly like serviceable pay per view. Um, two, dude. The one you oh, yeah, watched. Insurrection, Insurrection doesn't count. Um. But like King of the Ring, I thought like they are still on this hot run of pay-per-views, despite Paul Heyman being on commentary. Wait, so was this really only a four-man tournament or were there were there other no, there were matches I, before this yeah, they, they showed the it, bracket and it was an eight-person tournament? Yeah, oh, okay. And okay. The first I, four happened yeah, on Raw and stuff. I, I think I this saw, was I, the first year where they started smartening up and only putting the semifinals and finals on the pay-per-view so that they could have other things happening yeah that's pretty huge it was smart of them unlike what aew did with the continental classic where it literally took up all of their tv time yeah like in the past they had done the entire king of the ring tournament in one pay-per-view so like your first round matches had to be two minutes long yeah they were like 16 man tournaments or one person get a buy it'd be a 15 person tournament and it'd be like it's just way too many fucking matches on this card yeah too many belts too many matches yada 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 uh signs I got um, I got like seven or eight. I don't get that many this time. I watched it on my phone. Yeah, I, I don't have I don't have that many. Okay. I have like three. All right. I'll let some I'll let one of you guys go first. I really well, hope you guys will take first. the one that I want to talk about, but I had the I had one sign um that actually got held up multiple times, once in the middle of the ring. It was a sign held by um a guy named De- Dallas or something. Diamond Dallas, um, Diamond Dallas Peeper, which yeah. is what one of my signs said. It said yeah. make me it said make me famous. And that was a huge storyline in this show, despite it not being a match. It was like the storyline of the entire yeah, first of half entire, of this goddamn yeah. card. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Was DDP in the front row after he took videos of Undertaker's wife and displayed them on Raw? I he wanted the Undertaker to make him famous. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I hate the. If I if I can't get on this show, I'm gonna buy my own ticket to to go to the show, and I'm gonna sit in the front row. Like we've seen that a bunch. 
most recently yeah, but I think, like, was John Cena at Mania. Yeah, but okay, in 2001 though. Yeah, no, no, I'm that was probably new then, but but I haven't watched this one until now, so. I think the only one I did like was the John Cena one actually because it ended up actually did they did have an actual match. Yeah, that's true. Joe watches King of the Ring 2001 and then immediately followed by WrestleMania 34 and is like, why are they doing this so much? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally 17 years apart. Yeah. I just don't get it. They do it so often. Uh, Chad, you got a sign? Um, yeah, I said uh, on that same storyline, I saw one that said Sarah is a slut. I was like, that's kind of rude. That's the Undertaker's wife. Yeah, I had a I had a I had another Sarah one, but I want to get to my one sign. Um, because I want to know what you guys think these, these two guys are up to. There's, there's, uh, two guys holding up this one sign. I want to know what you guys think that, that like, what do you think in the, in the year, I don't know, late 2007, early 2008, what do you think these guys were thinking? What do you think they're up to now? The sign they held up was Benoit boys. Oh, the Benoit boys. What do you guys think they're up to now? Uh, <laughs> hopefully they had a change of heart <laughs> life in prison I just imagine like oh yeah we're the Benoit boys he's our favorite fucking love Chris Benoit and then like six years go by they're still the Benoit boys and then all of a sudden you know something happens with Chris Benoit <laughs> and his family and it's like do you, do you, you think we should get rid of being the Benoit boys or you're shitting on them but like I'm pretty sure we were all fans of Chris Benoit Oh, I was a huge fan of Chris Benoit at WrestleMania still, 20. Still a fan of Chris Benoit. He's wrestling. Oh, they got you <laughs> clarified. We both looked at you like you were fucking crazy. That pause, That was a perfect pause, Joe. Perfect pause moment. Oh, uh, my my other Sarah signs just says, I saw Sarah naked. Yeah, I got that. Uh, Joe, you got any more? Uh, I got, I'll just do two. Uh, I got a got wood sign. Nice. And that was during the Dudley's match. Obviously, um, and then I saw window liquor during the, also during the Dudleys versus uh Spike and mystery opponent, mystery tag team partner. Yeah, I had that one. My son licked a window last week. Oh, no. I couldn't do anything other than just laugh at him. Is he also a mouth breather? Probably sometimes. Aren't we he all breathe, sometimes? He, everyone gets a nose cold, and someone he can breathe through his nose. He has the ability to. I've seen him do it, but he licked a window, and I'm <laughs> kind of kind of scared. Chad, you got any more? Yeah, we've gone through all of mine, but one. I had one more. It's a Kurt Angle has butt implants. I did not see that one. I'm glad you didn't take my last one. It was right behind uh, Jr. and King. I had to like wait for them to move just enough to read it back and forth. But it's a Kurt Angle has butt implants. I always try to read the ones behind Jr. and King, but they're like almost. They don't move, and the people don't hold their signs in a good spot, and they're usually good signs, and it just, it always, it always pisses me off when I can't read those perfectly. Um, I had one uh, that said Sandy Vagina. Huh. That sounds awful. I don't, I don't remember what match it was for, but I don't know what would ever perplex someone to be like, what, uh, what do you think our sign should say tonight? What about Sandy Vagina? Like, maybe what? Why would someone ever bring that sign to a wrestling show? I don't know. Sounds awful, honestly. I have not a clue. All right. Um, let's get into the show. Uh, the first two matches were the semifinal matches in the King of the Ring tournament. So we started with 
Kurt Angle and Christian. So, well, technically, we started off with DDP coming to the ring and starting that whole gimmick. But oh the first yeah, match, yeah, yeah, I thought we kind of already covered that. He yeah, came out to the ring, held up a sign that said "Make Me Famous," and he's waiting for Undertaker, and he's sitting in his seat. Joe, I thought Joe covered that very eloquently. Yep, I would agree. Well, then why did you bring it up? Moving on, Kurt Angle and Christian <laughs> started the show. <laughs> um, so immediately my first note was Angle pulling double duty question mark, uh, because they had mentioned, and when I had saw the set for the show, I was like, oh, this is that show where there is a Kurt Angle Shane McMahon match that was already booked for the show. So I was like, oh shit, Kurt's pulling double duty, pretty crazy, triple um, duty. Yeah, he uh, he wins this match. So he actually, Kurt, we see a lot of Kurt Angle on this night. Yeah. So he wins the match because Shane McMahon comes out and makes sure that he may, he wins the match so that he has three matches on the card. He wants him to get tired before Shane McMahon has a street fight with him. I, love the f- I did not understand initially. At oh, all. really? And they had to explain that one to me. <laughs> so you were like the commentator. As soon, as soon as Shane McMahon came out, and Kurt Angle won the match. I was like, oh, dude, that was really smart. Kurt, Now Kurt's going to have three matches. And as long as the King of the Ring final is before the street fight, Kurt will be already have had two matches and Shane might be able to win. <laughs> and the, after Shane came out and helped Kurt win, the announcers were like, ah, like JR's like, I have no idea why he would do that. And I was like, it's fucking obvious. Nope, no, not obvious. Not either. to Chad. Joe, no, the, the wise man p- pointed it out to me. No, I mean, I, I, I figured it out, too. Okay, like but, quickly or yeah, no, it, it was like it was a, a pretty quick realization. Um, okay, but the so wise, Chad's just really fucking stupid. The, the wise man is is the one who the first one who said it out loud. Chad, your, uh, your, your this comments, was won by Kurt on? Angle with a angle slam. I have nothing else to say about mm. this match. Interesting. I uh, got one point seven five beers. Let me move on to the other semifinal match, which was Edge versus Rhino. Um, I have a Paul Heyman quote for this. Okay. Very horny Paul Heyman quote. It's really trying to take the place of uh, Jerry Lawler. I I don't remember what Rhino did. I think he like did um like a like Edge was in the corner and then he speared him while he was in the corner, so it wasn't like a real spear or a real gore. And he hits it, and Paul Heyman goes, "Bam!" Rhino coming full force into Edge. Um, super horny. You're an idiot. Um, I mean, he's my, talking my, about another my, man coming into another man full force. My comment on this is, like, obviously at this time, Marino comes over from ECW, and he's like, he's like the one of the biggest guys in the in the merge of ECW to WWE. He goes on somewhat of an unstreeted f- streak until this night, where I where um. Paul talked about it a good amount where he's like, yeah, he beat this person. He beat this person. He beat this person and he could beat edge too. And edge edge, edge ends up beating him. Um, But I just thought, it, I think it's kind of funny that Rhino had so much TV presence and then he becomes so much of a jobber later in his career. Well, he also lead like, when does he go to TNA Chad? Like Oh, five. Uh, oh, Oh, four before Oh, four is over. He's already in TNA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he eventually comes back, I think what he he, he tagged with he's Kurt Slater. Hawkins, he, he's Slater. Slater, the yeah. Man Beast. He's got kids. Yeah, um, yeah. Ed, Edge won, which we all knew was going to happen because Chad spoiled it last week. Thanks a lot, Chad. 
chat. You're welcome. Here for y'all. Uh, and that got a beer and a half. Uh, and then we had a tag team title match because the Chris's have already lost the tag team titles. Um, so this is between last, like the last pay-per-view and this one between this, uh, Austin and triple H had lost the tag titles to Jericho and Benoit in the match where triple H tore his quad. So we're in torn quad triple H era right now. I, I don't remember when he, he returns at a raw, so we're not going to see the return, uh, on the retros, but, um, Dudley boys are now the champs. Uh, Spike is not cool with them anymore. Molly nope. Holly's his girlfriend. Uh and he's got a mystery partner for this tag team title match. And it was Derpy Kane. Do you think it's weird that that they are both Hollies and yet that's his girlfriend, not his wife? They're not. Molly Holly and Spike Dudley. Spike, Spike Dudley. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh shit, shit, shit. <laughs> I was, I, I got, I, I, my brain just went. Oh, there are three. There are three people in the Hollies, and there are three people in the Dudleys. And no, sorry, Joe. I had the same exact thought when I was watching this pay per view. I was like, when, uh, when, when they initially made the comment, like, yeah, no, I'm like, stupid. oh, like, like, he's with Molly Holly. I was like, wait, what the fuck? That does, isn't that his sister? Yeah, I literally nope. had the same thought, and I was nope. like, "Wait, no, Dylan, you're a fucking idiot." Just went brain dead for a minute. Sorry, <laughs> dude. Am I the only one who realized Spike Dudley is not a cra- is not Crash Holly because y'all are just dumb. Chad, respect. shut the fuck up. Put some respect on Crash Holly's name. Yeah, he's almost dead by this point. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. He he dies in like oh one or two. Um, correctly. Speaking of Crash Holly's doppelganger, um, <laughs> I think my new favorite thing with watching retro, like my new favorite pastime watching retro pay-per-views is just watching Spike Dudley get ragdolled around the ring, whether that be by his opponents or his own partner. Kane threw him around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. He's 150 pounds. They're just up there. Like they could do curls with this man. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, the, 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 bub, the, I almost said the Bubba's, the Bubba's and the Devons of the world, the Dudley boys, they win, they retain, um, Bubba did get choke slammed through a table after the match though, by Kane, Derpy Kane, uh, got Derpy two and Derpy. a quarter beers. Um, and then already fourth match of the night, we had the King of the Ring final Kurt Angle versus Edge. I was I was pretty surprised this was this early, but then I like at the same time I was like, well, they do have to have this uh, street fight later. Kurt's yeah, it was really weird. My duty. my first co my first point on this was actually this is a really early place to put the King of the Ring final on a show called King of the Ring, but it made sense that they had a twenty five minute street fight two matches later. Oh yeah, I guess it was, but also like there was also the DDP Undertaker stuff. Yeah, there was some time in there, but. Honestly, I think it was a great spot to put this match, knowing what they had in store for us with the Kurt Angle Shaming Man match. But yeah, yeah, it was a good match. I, I don't really know what else there is to say. Chad spoiled the winner. This Edge time, won. Shane McMahon interfered and cost Kurt Angle the match, which yeah, made I mean, sense at that point. Yeah. Also, I thought it was a really good spear. Yeah. Maybe better than. Oh, I forgot to mention he had a spear in with the, in the Rhino match where him and. Rhino tried to both spear each other at the same time, competing spear gore moment. 
that was also a pretty cool spear. Yeah. Um, it got two beers. Uh, all right. Next match: Jeff Hardy versus X Pac. Light heavyweight championship. A belt yeah. that's going to be featured regularly now. A rare sighting of the light heavyweight championship being defended on pay per view. And it's but... not. It, it's no longer that that guy from uh, that we talked about two episodes ago. The guy that was Jerry like, Lynn. Jerry, Jerry Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, yeah, I was like, who the fuck? I I remember. Is that WWF New York? But um, but it was X Pac. <laughs> it was Jeff Hardy. But it was X. Jeff Hardy was the champ. Jeff Hardy was the champ and defended it. But yeah. X Pac was in the match. Yes. Yeah. So it was obviously a banger. It was it obviously really wasn't. not very good. Not um, very good. X Pac did kind of dominate this match, and then Jeff just hit a swanton, and it was over. Yes, that's pretty much what happened. It got three quarters of a beer. There's not much to talk about here. Um, the next thing that happened, it wasn't a match. It's not going in the database because it's not a match. Um, but throughout the night, so the whole DDP Undertaker story, DDP had filmed uh, Sarah Undertaker's wife at the time, not Michelle McCool. Uh, you know, in her hotel room, yeah, whatever, wherever she was, it was bad should shouldn't have done that should he shouldn't have done that that was that was bad so then throughout the night uh somebody has been filming ddp throughout his day and he's definitely not getting flustered by it surely is he's definitely he's most certainly not getting flustered by it he is getting flustered by and it. by this point he's the most surely and by <laughs> nice airplane reference um and then by this point he's the most not flustered he's been and he gets in the ring to tell everyone how not flustered he is and he begs Undertaker to come out because he's definitely not flustered. Give me what I want. Yeah, tells him tells him to make him famous and tells him does the Batista give me what I want. And it was revealed that Sarah is the one that's been filming him all night and all day and then Taker comes out and beats the shit out of him and DDP runs away. Can we make an agreement? Can we come into an agreement here that Undertaker traded up when he uh, lost Sarah? Yes. What happened, Chad? Do you know what happened? No, I don't know. I, Probably I don't get on her on the road like most wrestlers of that era did. Yeah, Maybe. but it's like it's not her. It's it's not her place to find out. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's his business, Joe. He was just yeah. doing his business. Regardless, um, uh, we we uh, don't actually know. All right, we don't bi- actually a, know what happened. A, a big trade up, uh, for Michelle McCool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the uh, what what do the horny old guys usually say? Traded it in for a newer model. Yeah, That's what it, yeah, yeah. Not that much newer though. I think so. Sarah Calloway is only forty six years old right now. How old is Michelle McCool? Thirty eight. Michelle McCool is forty three. Oh. And Undertaker is 52? Like 58? Really? I think so. I don't think he's that old. 58. I got hit it on the ne- on the head. Wow. Okay. Joe, you fucking nailed that. Like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, Not I'm... that much of a newer model. And Taker's age. I mean, you crushed that. Any uh <laughs> <laughs> any comments about this brawl? It was this, it was just a brawl. There was no match. Yeah, it was it happened. Did get three quarters of a beer. I have to say about that. Three quarters of a beer for that. And then match of the night, in my opinion. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It was Kurt Angle versus Chad's favorite wrestler, Shane McMahon. This um, was incredible. No. Everyone knows the spot where Shane tries to get, where Kurt tries to throw Shane through the glass and it doesn't break. And then he does it again and again and then and again. again. But and again. <laughs> dude, the thing I forgot one, the first, the first glass throw. Um, the, the first of all, the thud that that made was horrendous. Oh, yeah. I, felt, I felt really bad for Shane. Then he he goes through that glass. The second time, I knew there was a I knew there was one mess up. I did not know that there was two on the second try. I didn't know I didn't know the glass didn't break twice. And I also thought the second time that it was still a belly to belly. And no, he just threw him through the glass. Yeah. Yeah, it was a he tried, I think I wrote that he tried three times and failed. One on the first one, twice on the second one before he eventually just threw him back out. But every single time, I felt so bad for Shane's neck. Yeah. Sh- Chad texted me a picture during, during like, while he was watching it. And it was just a picture of, sh- like, of Shane just getting thrown into the glass. He said, couldn't <laughs> happen to a better person. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't text that. Wait, what? You didn't? Because that was... sounds like something you'd totally say. I was at this watching Love Shane this, McMahon. I was watching this at work. I didn't even have my phone. Okay. Well, how are you watching it then? Um, on my phone. <laughs> then I, that wait, doesn't make any wait, sense. Wait, that. I downloaded it to my phone so I could watch it on my phone without. But you said you didn't connection. have your phone. You did what I meant that. was I didn't have the ability to use it like as a phone. Oh, Chadwick, you lie like a rug. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I forgot this match was on this card. Hurt blood from his head, his mouth, a different part of his head, his yep. shoulder. Yep. I counted four different spots of fucking blood on Kurt Angle. I think I counted two for Shane. No, yep. sorry, just one. Just one for Shane. Because he's wearing a shirt. He's a shirt guy. Yeah. Face Shane's blood. face. Yeah. Glass equals Shane face blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big, big, big time. The thing that I didn't realize was like just how late into this match that the glass spot was. Yeah. I totally thought it was something like King of the Ring 98 where like that that's like the thing you forget about the Hell in a Cell at King of the Ring 98 where like the Mankind Undertaker Hell in a Cell spots, the two spots where Mankind goes through the table and then and then also goes through the top of the cage. It's within the first five minutes of the match, and I don't even think the bell had rang. Yeah, the first one definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, the ma- the bell had rung for the first for for uh, the Hell in a Cell match. But yeah, like when he had thrown him through the table. Oh, I don't think so. They hadn't even gotten in the ring yet. Mm, he literally right. he gets the, thrown yeah, through man, the table, and then man, Taker's man, still up man, there. Mankind enters, and then immediately climbs to the top. Yeah, yeah. and then. And the the through the cage spot is right after the table spot. Yeah, I mean after he gets almost carted away, and then they like, he's like yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. Good. But Taker's on top up. of the cage. The yeah, entire Taker's time. still on top of the cage yes. at that point because he knows that 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 spot has still has to happen. It's it's just that is just it, it's also wild that that was also King of the Ring. Like they used to put so much emphasis in King of the Ring, and now it's not even a thing really. Now it's get off my screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved this match. 
know, this was phenomenal. Um, I have a note for this match. I wrote, I looked up a cage match. I like to do that during some of these shows. Um, cage match ratings. The cage match ratings, but they, uh, if Dave Metzler reviews that show, he they put the star rating for Dave Metzler on the cage match. Okay. And this only got four stars, which prompted me to look back at some of the more recent pay-per-views we've watched and figure out what's the best match around this time frame. The only other match so far in 2001 after Mania, because I didn't go back any further than right before Mania, uh, right after Mania, was the three stages of hell match with Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit, which also got four stars. The only two That's in like the last four pay-per-views. That's crazy. The main event only got 3.75. It's biased. But- so, it's, it's like the I, most so, wait, obvious bias there wait, is. Wait, wait, wait. So at, at this point, I don't think it's it was bias. I think at this point, the scale still had some amount of integrity where he's like, this was a good match. Like four four stars was, four stars meant was very good. Yeah. His scale has completely gone out the window ever since he started giving five, five point two, five, six, seven, however fucking many stars he ever gives. since ever since Okada, ever since the ever since Okada and Omega broke the rating at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, the entire 11. scale has lost its integrity, but four was good back in 2001. And, and that scale actually meant something. I mean, by now, the time this match happened, there were already three WWE five star matches. I would say now, like nowadays, it's like if it gets four point seven five by Meltzer, then, you know, it, it's good. It, or I don't great. know or great four and a half is probably good four point seven. like it, it's gone up a half star like yeah and obviously the over five stars are like must watch allegedly yeah. allegedly but, yeah but i've seen over five star matches where i was like eh. yeah i mean uh uh omega okada 2 was an hour-long match that had no winner and it got six and a quarter stars so you yeah. liked that match though. I didn't like. I it. like all of those matches, but I wish I would have watched them live, or at least like not known who won before I watched them, okay. or not heard anything about them, because oh, yeah. the it element of the element of watching a match after it's already happened it really loses a lot of its lore. Uh, lore is that the L O R E? Is that the lore? L L U R E. Thank you. Allure. It loses a lot of its allure. I agree with you fully. I thought the same thing watching the the Wrestle Kingdom a week after it happened when I knew almost all the winners already. Yeah. I was like, maybe this was five and a quarter watching it live, but knowing Okada yep. going to win this match, that might have killed exactly. it for me a little it, bit. It has a huge hindrance on how I feel about a match. Um, So that that's really like the realistic reason like why I try to watch as much live wrestling as I can, but a lot of times with the weekly stuff, like if I watch it same night, like I won't see any spoilers. So usually that's good enough. Um, and then like the pay per views, I have to watch live because it it yeah. helps it helps and it helps you enjoy a match a lot more watching it live. But the, these retros where it's like I haven't seen this match before or I haven't seen it in a really long time, even though I know what happens, it's like you forget the little nuances. Uh. You know, as a as a pretty big wrestling fan, and you you still really enjoy it. I, I enjoyed the shit out of this. I did too. Um, let's see some other some other notes I had. Uh, the trash can lid shots toward the end of the match were yeah. disgusting. Not loved very those. Nice. Not very nice. Loved those. Um, and then I had another another note that said, "Why are there rope breaks?" 
There were rope breaks in this match. <laughs> yeah. In this street fight. And I've got some I've got some I think WWE in 2001 knew that we were going to become a podcast and did the main like well fuck it, let's get to the main event because so that that match got five beers, but the main event Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Chris's in a triple threat match, Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. Chris Benoit. They were trolling the fuck out of us for this triple threat match. They knew that we were going to become a podcast. They knew all of the shit we were going to say about triple threat matches and how much fun of it we were going to make and how uh, how much fun we were going to make of them because of how much shit that they say. Like, oh, uh, champion champion doesn't even have to be pinned. Uh, yada, yada, yada. You know, shit like that. I have to find the notes here, but I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to them. I'm going to find them. Okay, JR said that this match was not no disqualification, to which I thought, what are the fucking, like, I actually legitimately thought, what are actual, what are the actual rules to a triple threat match? I don't know. Michael. <laughs> what are the actual rules? And then. They definitely did things that were no disqualification all oh, match long. What the fuck was the other one? Um. Oh, there was a double, the double submission. There was a Walls of Jericho and Crossface spot. Austin tapped out and Hebner is just like, no. I was like, what are the fucking rules to a triple threat match, WWE? What the fuck? I was so co- I was so goddamn confused. And I think it was at this point, and I'd be willing to bet the next retro triple threat match that we watch, fucking you got JR on the call. Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't even have to be pinned to lose his belt. There's no disqualification in this match. Let's not forget. Those have always been the rules to a triple threat match. <laughs> Fuck you. They fuck it. They trolled the shit. I, I don't know if I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but they I felt like they trolled the shit out of us during this match. Yeah. No, I took a note saying that they said it was no disqualification, then proceeded to do a fuck ton of things that are disqualifiable. Yeah. So many things. There's my rant. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh what do you guys Joe Sidebar? Joe Sidebar? Damn. That's yeah. one that's one oh us. <laughs> All right, back in. I don't know what you guys just talked about. Because uh, you had a sidebar, but if it was about keeping score on my rants, that's just that's not a thing. Joe, I don't think. I don't Joe think sidebar. I've... Joe yeah, sidebar. If if Chad's trying to keep score about my rants, that that's not a thing. It's okay. just about his. Why I mean, how that? often? I don't rant. I never rant. Other, I I just ranted. When was the last time I ranted? Other than just right there. I don't know. My I think my last rant was Satnam Singh. <laughs> Chad, stop laughing. You can't hear us. All right. Uh, no, I saw something on TV. You, it was hilarious. You, you good? No, you, you inside Joe and sidebar. And okay. Hey Joe, sidebar, real quick. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Stop. <laughs> oh, I hate this. Um, main event notes. I had. Uh, <clears throat> oh, the, actually, try to tell us the storyline was that if the Chris is one, they're going to deflect to WCW, default, right? deflect was the i think deflect and default were both used yeah they were going to go over to wcw with their wwe title and be part of wcw because the invasion angle is happening right now we're watching this we're getting into the shit so Um, so i already hate it by the way (laughs) my my question was was wcw still doing live shows at this point or or was i don't know like i don't know either but i also had that same question 
because they they did heavily it did seem like they heavily hinted at like oh and they're gonna take the belt over to so-and-so network on monday and they won't be on raw or something like that like it was something along those lines and it was like is wcw still doing shows when was the last because i always thought the last nitro was when shane got on the titantron and was like the name says mcmahon shane mcmahon and that's when he became the best wrestler in the world. March 26, 2001. So March, you said, 2001? Yeah. So, yeah, they're not showing. That sounds about right. Yeah, they're not showing. Were, were they still doing, like, I don't know, live shows or something? Some of the stuff they hinted at then didn't make any sense. Because if even if they did defect to WCW, like. They'd still be on they'd WWE. still be on Raw. So. <laughs> yeah, this was in June of 2001. Okay. I will say my favorite moment from this quack, or this match. I said quack because you know what I'm about to <laughs> say. Shuka Dunga Quack Quack made his <laughs> debut, Michael. I had to make sure it was the debut before I counted the drink. I looked hey, it up. Hey, Vic, this was... I'm going to go out there and lay the Shuka Dunga Quack Quack on Stone Cold Steve WWF Austin. debut of Booker T. Because and Now you know what this means. Booker T laid out Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think, are we going to get the grocery store angle on, like, a recap video on one of these uh, retros coming up? Yeah, it's got to happen soon. I would assume it's going to be later this year, like later in 2001, because I know I think next is next is fully loaded. Then no, I would fully loaded gets canceled. <gasps> I... Why? Fully loaded gets replaced by invasion. Oh, n- invasion's next. Invasion is next. And then it's Summer the Summer. highest selling pay-per-view in WWF history. That's not a WrestleMania. Still to know, this day. To this day. WWF selling selling pay-per-view grossing like pay-per-view buy rate which is why today doesn't really like change anything because they stopped doing pay-per-view buy rate when they went to the WWE network so i don't know it's like insane but it is the only non-wrestlemania pay-per-view to make a top 20 in buy rate invasion the next pay-per-view we're watching it must be good then right i mean i saw a bunch i looked at the the reviews on it and it seemed like it was really good it's like i mean i'm sure the major I'm sure the pay-per-view is good. It's just like if you were watching Raw at the time and SmackDown before and after that pay-per-view, probably just like we, I, I, Chad probably would have ranted a lot. Let's just say, yeah, Dylan would have ranted occasionally, in indubitably. Might even do. I have the occasional rant. (laughs) It just we don't keep score about that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we don't. You're right. Chad sidebar. We totally keep score. Damn it! Yeah, we're gonna keep score from now on. And, and, huh? and sidebar. And sidebar. Yeah, we yeah. So, um, other notes I had for this, uh, they perfectly placed this Booker T debut, and then he debuted, did like two moves, and then put Stoke Cold through a foreign announce table. It was, yeah, it was rough. It would have been a, like if I was legitimately. Oh drinking wow! For the show, if I was legitimately drinking for the show, would have been a rough ten seconds of my life. Yeah, it's like, it was almost two whole beers worth. I think it was like 1.75 beers when I finished calculating it out. Within like 10 seconds of each other. Yeah. At that point, you just have to chug the one that you have open and then shotgun another and then get on with it. Luckily, it was close to the end of the match, so like you could just catch up later, but still. Wow, Vic. We got Booker wow, T. Wow, I, I gave you, quack, quack. Yeah, I want, I want to hear Booker T's commentary on... Uh... Like not not like rewatching it and just a, like a recap, but his his live, uh, his live commentary to the to the uh, invasion angle 
Wow. This guy's not even from this company. He's from WCW. Wow. He's, he's a the big current, dude. He's the current WCW champion. Five time, five time, five time. <coughs> Shoot. That was only four times. Oh, it was four times up to that point? Yeah, he, he one more, bud. He wins one more in the next year? No, then, you only said four times, though he's five-time champion. He I said literally just times. got done saying five-time, five-time, five-time. Yeah, but you only said it four times. He said oh. it five times when he did it. Oh, my God. I wasn't keeping track how many times <laughs> I said the two words five-time. God damn it. I see you what you're do doing. It. You got to do it fucking right. Fine, you do it. Five time, five Moving time, on. five time. This match five got time, seven beers. <laughs> this match got seven beers. Um, yeah, for a total I, of twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one total. Twenty-one. Do you know where this? Do you know where this ranks, Chad? Uh, it's pretty middle of the line. I yeah. didn't. I would. I have to like I weed through mine to get you a number. So unless it's like top tier, I don't do that. Okay. Twenty-one's like. I haven't put middle. it in the database yet. Um, but yeah, that was King of the Ring. 2001 pretty good very very good show very good retro pay-per-view uh weekly wrestling recap then yeah shall I we i suppose smackdown what do you guys want to talk about um carrying cross's debut uh of his new faction happened oh yeah i, I watched this live i think <laughs> uh yeah so carrying cross has a new fact new faction alert chad Thoughts? Uh, I like how many members are in that thing? Carrion, Scarlet, Five. F- Authors of Pain, and Paul Ellering. Yeah. Yes. I like 40% of that faction. <laughs> uh, Scarlet debuting a new look. Yeah. Scarlet's new look and Carrion Cross. Do you like her more now that she's a brunette and uh, a yes. blonde? Yes. Okay. I like her either way. She is. No, I've, I've picked up. Just up. Ch- Chad hates blondes. Except Liv Morgan, he ha- he didn't. I'm have not a even a big Liv Morgan fan. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss is the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the one for me. Damn it! I just said the a word around Alexa. my fire around my fire TV. Yeah. Oh, thank God it didn't do anything. <laughs> God damn it! It did something. No, I didn't want to search Bliss. <laughs> God damn it! I was just in the midst of that awesome uh, collision main event tag team match whatever it actually looked like it was pretty good it was pretty Uh, good oh i think it's nice okay cool uh all right back to back to smackdown yeah aop's back with paul ellering did you guys know um so like you saw paul ellering first did you guys immediately think oh shit here comes aop yes i did not (laughs) it's very much a surprise to me wait i was like I, i was like oh shit Paul Ellering's going to be like carrying Cross's manager as well. That that could be something that works. And then there was AOP, and I was like, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Wait, Chad, what's the forty percent? Carrying and Scarlet. Oh, you don't like Paul Ellering? No, at all. Yeah. See, I liked I liked Paul Ellering a lot when he was managing Authors of Pain on NXT. I mean, he, he keeps them watchable. Yeah. What I about think, when he uh, th- managed the DOA? Oh my God. DOA. Remember that? I remember. I remember. Yeah, so I I think I think if you that when they fired Paul Elring is when they became just horrid. Um so I'm glad that he's back with them 
because I think that he could actually make them kind of watchable again and make this faction kind of good. I think it's interesting the way they chose to immediately book them against Kerry of Bobby Lashley's group. I mean, Bobby Lashley were like hinting at maybe adding some members to his group as well. I mean, a girl. Yeah, like a female. I thought and that's then, what they were about to do on this show. Haven't hasn't what's her name? B Flair or something like that. B-Fab. B-Fab. She's been like backstage with them or something watching videos. She had like comments with Bobby Lashley where she was like interested in what they were doing. Hmm. Also, was this a show? This was the one with uh, Ashanti the Adonis. Was Ashanti yeah. the Adonis on this show? Yeah, yeah he was. Still, I have a is, note here. Yeah, I did not know he was still on SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know he, he was, was still in W. I thought he got released with uh with uh top dollar 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 bills or something. I heard it. dollar dollar bills, y'all. Number one dollar. Is that what he's called now? AJ Francis is what he goes by, which is his real name. Oh, okay. He showed up in uh, GCW University of Maryland, and he is going to be at Hard to Kill as well. Oh. Apparently, he's he's a Hard to Kill to perform a song. Oh, okay. Chad, I saw TNA is going to be announcing some new signees here within the next few days. Yeah, I saw that as well. And then apparently at Hardy Kill they're announcing their biggest one of all. It looks Any like Any thoughts his... on who it all who all of them are? I have no fucking clue. I mean, I'm assuming I would I would go straight to like looking at the group of people that like left WWE, but like none of those are big enough for them to be saying like a big one's going to be signed at Hard to Kill. It's Elijah, formerly known as Ezekiel formerly known as Elias. <laughs> you know, like that wouldn't hit very hard. <laughs> it looks it's like Goldberg. His, it, it looks like he's going as a uh, dollar now, just straight up dollar by the way. Ooh. Anyway, sorry. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar is what I need. That's right, should come. That should be his entrance music. No, he's going to rap his own music probably. Yeah. That he should rap that song. Is that a rap song? I don't know that song. I'm not familiar with it. It's an old song. I think I would call it R&B, and then also somebody remade it into a rap song. Oh, I hate when they do that. Have you ever heard that fucking terrible remake of uh, Elton John's uh, Your Song? Hate it. No, I don't think I have. It's terrible. Don't listen to it. Okay. Um, Other stuff from SmackDown. Uh, Michael Cole is not on SmackDown anymore. He's not pulling That's double true. duty anymore. Uh, I fucking hate that. Because Ooh. we're just back to Graves and Kevin Patrick. Yeah. And do a uh, real quick rank WWE commentators for me. Okay. Current? Okay. Hold on. Current WWE commentators. Yeah. Michael right. Cole, number one. Yeah. Corey Graves, number two. Yeah. Wade Barrett, number three. Yep. Um, Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph, Joseph number, number four. four. Yeah. Booker T, number five. Kevin Patrick um, number six. <laughs> Kevin Patrick number six. Uh Pat McAfee one one A, Michael Cole one B. Um, and that's that's like my second list when Pat McAfee's around. Um, I just want to make sure we're all on the same pay that that I'd rather listen to Booker T than Kevin Patrick. <laughs> and then like if we're if we're just you know, if we're ranking like anyone in WWE that could be a commentator. Uh, let's see, number five, Booker T, number six, Byron Saxton, number seven, um, what's that girl's Kincaid. name? Number seven, Kelly Kincaid, number eight, and the after five, it's in no specific order. Uh, number eight, uh, what's the girl's name on Raw backstage? Uh, I don't remember her name. She's new-ish. 
Yeah. Uh, she does hockey. Fuck, what's her name? Yeah, she does hockey. Jenna? No. Is it a J name? Jenna Jameson? No. I know who you're talking about. I don't know her name. But she's she's better than Kevin Patrick. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is going to piss me off. What the fuck is her name? Now, if we did all-time commentators, they'd be a different list. Booker T wouldn't make the top five. Booker T only makes top five because there are only four commentators Jackie I want to Redman. listen to. I knew it was a J name. There it is. Um, no, uh, number nine, Kathy Kelly. Number ten, Me- uh, Megan Morant. Uh, number twelve, uh, Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> number one thousand. Uh, I already forget his name. Kevin Patrick. I just I fucking all right. We're we're go- we're going too far on this one. All right. No, Spe- speaking of speaking of commentary, uh, Logan Paul was on commentary on SmackDown this past Friday. Yeah, talk about that. Did you guys take any notes about some funny things that he said on commentary? Because I no. Did. no, he made a comment about uh, so he was on commentary for the Kevin Owens Santos Escobar uh, United States Championship Tournament final match, which Kevin Owens won. Yep. And in the midst of the match, he talked about their tattoos. <laughs> His he comment was KO yeah. had a dinosaur tattoo. He goes, yeah, they both got cool tattoos. Kevin Owens got a T-Rex. I like T-Rex. That was what he said. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Logan Paul. God damn it. I was laughing so hard. It was so funny. Who let this guy talk? I thought it was hilarious. He's a good talker. Oh, God. I can't He's stand good. him. He's good in the ring, though. I'm sure that KO match is going to be awesome. Yeah. I have such high We're hitting that at the Royal expectations. Rumble. We're getting um, the, tr- the, the Fatal 4-Way, which we should talk about now. Chad, you were right. Or at least that your hinted rumor was right. Yeah, I I fully expected that to end in some kind of controversy. I I really like the way they did it though. They didn't come out cleanly and just say, "Oh, it's a triple threat. It's a fatal four right now." There was like that Nick Aldis to Paul Heyman interaction. I love that. Not My even on a microphone. Thing, it was like the the camera yes. caught the camera just happened to catch them in their private conversation, being like, "Let him know when he's done celebrating." He's earned himself a fatal four-way match at the Royal Rumble, dude. I just I the, the look on Paul Heyman's face. Oh my god, it was it was so yeah. so well done. Nick Aldis is the fucking man. Yeah. He is the best thing about SmackDown right now. Oh, I forgot to mention this in the news because uh, I, I I think Dylan oh, is it the Mickey James thing? Mickey James, OVW, uh, creative director and head of talent or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I did see that today. I forgot all about that. I didn't take a note. Oh, how far we have come. Yeah. That place looks like a shithole. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched, I haven't, I haven't watched I watched a trailer yet. for the documentary. It was like, OVW looks like worse than NWA. I need to watch that. It's like, um, I wish they would have done like a bigger wrestling company for their like, it, it's like the F, F1 drive to survive, but for wrestling. And I wish they wouldn't have used OVW for it. But Mickey James, like, yeah, I, I mean, I think I don't I think that that the point of the documentary was we were big we were big enough at one point like we were the developmental for WWE and now we're barely hanging in there i think sure. know, though, but dude. that's also not what the F1 or what NASCAR or what full yeah. what the PGA Tour is yeah they've got the same exact kind of documentaries for NASCAR F1 and golf but Mickey James she's an OVW alum right yeah oh, i actually F- don't know or about was that was she FCW no, um, FCW didn't happen until 2012, and she's been around since. Yeah, she's probably an OVW alum. 
Probably, actually. It's a good point. Actually, I don't know. With women back in the day, I think they just they just threw her in there. They just found women that looked hot and were like, "All right, come wrestle for our company." TNA. Oh, yeah, she was in Ohio Valley Wrestling from 2003 to 2005. Okay. Um, I forget what we were talking. Oh, the Fatal Four Way. So yeah, we're getting Roman, Randy, LA Knight, and AJ at the Rumble. Uh, should Roman win this match? Should Roman win? Not will he? I, should he? I don't think so. I think Hope he this doesn't. Is, I think this is like. When was the last time he defended against multiple people? Was it Brian and Edge? No. I thought awesome. I remember Triple Threat or more. There's no way. It's got to be other times, right? I. He's only got like 54 title defenses. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns. Holy shit! Yeah, well, Chad went. Chad like ran down that the 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 bleacher thing that ranked all of Roman's title defenses. And I can't think of one other than the Brian and edge match at 37. That was more than a singles match. There's been a lot of stipulations, but yeah, I don't think, I think you're right. I think this is the first multi-man match that he's defended in since, uh, him versus Brian versus edge. Uh, apparently, Oh no, that's a house show. Never mind. Okay. I was going to say, if you're going to say house show match, I don't um, know he still did house shows ever. So I guess my my question was kind of fucked up because like in my opinion, as far as like should he win this match, I don't think he should have had the title at all in this past year. What match has Roman Reigns been in in the last year since WrestleMania 39 that he that the that the title needed to be on the line? I don't know the LA Knight match. That only was really a rivalry because of the title. Yeah, that's fair. And LA Knight like, could have challenged. Most of the other stuff it. was Jay, you know, like yep, Jay, and uh, everything else. That that's literally been it. I I will say this: this is the perfect situation to pull it off him without making him look bad. Yeah, it's just the only thing that like. Cause, cause, so we were we were looking at potentially doing Roman versus Randy. I saw this rumor online that said. Uh, they weren't going with the singles match because they're it's they don't it's want, gonna, they Rand, want Randy to they lose. don't want Randy to get pinned yet. So which I agree, I agree with that, but that would imply obviously that Roman's going to win this match. Yes, I agree. I think what will happen is he wins. What I want to happen is Randy wins. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if AJ or LA Knight wins, and I don't think they will. It, regardless. It's going to be a fucking awesome match that yes. inevitably ends with Solo and Jimmy coming out and saving Roman. But how and cool would it be pissed. if like that didn't happen and we just got like one of those classic if, big men fatal four way matches or like championship, not big men, like championship fatal four way matches that WWE has done so well so many times. Yeah. I mean, if Roman just like steals a pin because it's fatal four way, if he just steals a pin, I'd be fine with that. But it's going to be bloodline interference. I really hope it's not because there's at least to my knowledge, no disqualification in a fatal four way match. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. But also Randy could pin LA Knight. Yeah. Or AJ. I think AJ takes the pin no matter who wins. Honestly, I think AJ takes the pin and then then gets mad and he gets, he gets a rematch or something like that. I think it sells well into the heel character of uh, AJ for him to get the pin. Hmm. 
I would I would say LA Knight. Well, how cool would it be though if if AJ if Roman does win if we went AJ versus Randy as that like the rivalry that's going forward, you know? Haven't we I done like that? that. We, I, we, we have we, done that. We've done that at Mania. I know we have, but like I think right now it'd be really good with a heel AJ and flip the script. I don't think they do that. I think they do AJ LA Knight because AJ uh was the is the person who hit LA Knight. Well, I want LA Knight to beat Logan return. Paul. So I think who's Randy going to face then? Fuck. I want LA Knight versus Logan Paul. I don't want LA Knight AJ. I want AJ Randy again. Flip the script from last time and do LA Knight versus Logan Paul and LA Knight wins. We open do have, night one with that. Yeah, that would be a good opening. That'd be really good. We do have some things. I do have a I do have one cleanup thing that I want to talk about from my uh when Chad put me on the spot last week for my Royal Rumble Final Four. I yeah. debated not saying this this week because I thought it might be uh an ace up my sleeve for predictions for the Rumble for the Final Four for the men's. I don't think Gunther's making the Final Four. I think it's kind of a lock that he's not making the Final Four actually. Huh. Cuz whoever he faces at Mania is who's throwing him out. Who is Gunther facing at Mania? The big rumor. Chad Gable? I, I don't know. Brock. Uh, oh, Brock comes back at the Rumble, throws out Gunther. Early. Get... Throws him out early to mid-match. Brock gets thrown out later. Gunther's not making the Final Four. Oh, dude, bro. Though, Brock. Welcome, by Gunther, the way. though. Oh, my God. That would be good. That's, how, that's how they set Gunther. up Brock matches at Mania without the title. Or the Intercontinental <sighs> Championship. Okay, sure. Okay, just don't put a, that championship on Brock. No, Gunther wins and puts it, and Brock puts Gunther over. Yeah, he, but he, Gunther he throws been... gets thrown out by Brock at the Rumbles. That's why it makes sense. Gunther's yeah. not dropping the title Ever. until after Bash at Berlin. When is Elimination Chamber? The date? Okay. Do we know. know? Yes. Well, February. It's out. I just don't know it because I saw this thing this week. Elimination Chamber 2024 is February 24th. Gunther on February 20th will pass somebody. I want to say Tino Santana or Prager Morales as the, uh, like, has held the Intercontinental Championship for most combined number of days. In one reign? Yeah. No, no, no. Overall. No, Not, like, like, overall. He has number done of it reigns. in one reign. And he will do it in one reign on February 20th. Elimination Chambers on February 24th. I think he loses the I think he loses the belt at Elimination Chamber. Brock costs him the belt to whoever he faces. And Hopefully that's Chad. I'd like to see it be Chad Gable. Yeah, like I think what if like, he loses it in an elimination chamber. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He he loses uh, it. Seriously. He loses the belt at Elimination Chamber because he at Elimination Chamber. Him. What if he wins it in Elimination Chamber? Yeah, he puts it on the line in the Elimination Chamber. Oh, that makes so much sense for him to lose because of that. Yeah, but then how do? But how he do would we still get, have to get pinned. How do we get to the other person? I mean, maybe uh, not. Maybe he gets pinned because he gets hit with six finishers. Okay, yeah. but 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 if you don't make the elimination chamber, um, the winner of the Royal Rumble, or, or sorry, the the other championship match, then you have no reason to get Cody Rhodes over to SmackDown. Oh, Cody you Rhodes sure do. To... You can literally just play on the storyline that already exists. Dude, there's a bland, there's a brand split. The brand split that's kind of a joke. There... It's well, not well, a since, joke since, right since now. Since Nick Aldis showed up, it's actually kind of been better. Yeah, it's not right. a joke anymore. I think they're really like adhering to it. Yeah. So without Elimination Chamber, 
being can, for that. Why don't no... they just do three elimination chamber matches? It's a fucking stadium show. You do one woman's elimination chamber for that uh, for the non Rumble winner show number one contender match. You do the person who's gonna the, you do the Cody elimination chamber where he's probably gonna win because Punk won the Rumble, and then you do the IC title. Okay. Why don't you just do three? I mean, look at the um. There's no way they do that. Look at the look at the Hell in a Cell pay per view. They've all they, they they recently in the last however many years they I feel like they've done three Hell in a Cells on each of those shows. Yeah, but I think Triple H is adamantly against stuff like that. Against like, what? The reason Hell in a Cell is not a pay per view anymore is because he said, um, he wants to be organic. Ha- yeah, he wants Hell in a Cell matches to be organic. Like, then why is Elimination RFD. Chamber a pay per view? Because, because we use it to figure out mania. <laughs> but like, That's it's ex- the exact same thing. Why not just call it No Way Out again? I mean, they're going to put two on there. I just believe they're going to put three on there. I don't think. If, yeah. you were, if we're saying the Cody one's going to happen, I don't think the Gunther one Yeah, the, 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 the difference with Elimination Chamber. So Hell in a Cell, his whole point with that is it's organic. It's it's this this feud is so intense. The only way to settle this is inside this this terrifying structure. Which is why I think they could just do... st- Let me finish. Um, elimination Chamber, if you use it like they have been using it, you don't need a, a massive blow-up feud or a massive blow-up match for a, for a huge feud because it's like... Hey, you earn your spot to be in the elimination why... chamber, and the elimination chamber is a way to get to WrestleMania. Or I think they did it for the U.S. title last year. Or something. I like think that. it makes sense that you could literally have the blow up feud, feud be Cody finishing the story. Though I know he's got a brand split, we can make something work to that. But I think you can literally build something organic out of Cody and Roman, and put the Gunther match on there, have him be hit with five finishers, lose the belt. Or the sixth finisher is Brock interference hitting him with a fucking F five in the in the chamber when he's not he, involved in the match. He comes in when someone gets eliminated. They have to open the door for the guy that got eliminated. Yeah, he Brock comes in. F five Gunther. Gunther gets pinned, and we have a new champion going into Mania. So Gunther Brock can be for nothing. I still don't than, see. I don't. I still don't see why like three elimination chamber matches would be bad. I just don't think they would do it. Yeah, the same. I would love it. I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. Elimination Chamber, I actually really like that match. I think they would because it's a stadium show. Like, they would add one more Elimination Chamber because it's a huge stadium show. But announce it really late? No, I don't think they would announce it late. I think they would announce the the two um, the night, like, in the week, in the week after the Rumble, and then they would announce the third one, like, the week after that, the IC title one. I think you have to have the entire I, I think it'd be better if you had the entire elimination chamber match already booked and then all of a sudden they're like there's gonna be another elimination chamber match and it's gonna be for the intercontinental championship. But is it then is it just raw competitors or do you have SmackDown competitors in there it'd be too? Just raw. So I guess at that point I don't know who'd be in it. Bronson Reed, Miz, Gunther, Chad Gable. That's four, honestly, pretty pretty fast. Uh I, I don't uh, they probably put sub in it. Jay Uso, dude. Oh, Jay. No, Jay, Jay would be in, be in No, it. he doesn't win, oh, but no. he's in that match. No, I and was then, thinking Ch- Jay would be in the men's elimination chamber, but no, he's on Raw. Only Cody would be the only Cody would be the only Raw person. No, they're gonna do multiple Raw people and multiple. They're gonna split it. I, they, I don't think Cody would be the only Raw person in the men's elimination chamber. Do you think they'd split it? I think they have in the past, just like they do Money in the Bank. They make it even. Yeah, but it's an elimination chamber match for Roman's title. 
title oh, shot. Oh, that's that's not how I was looking at it. I was looking at it as the traditional win the elimination chamber, you get a match at Mania. Right, but CM Punk by that point has already made his decision to face Seth Rollins in in, in this in this theory. Exactly. So it's for Roman's title shot. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so you're, it's you're mostly SmackDown it people. Because you keep on putting a fucking pause there. You keep on saying for Roman's title shot. That's what was confusing me. All right. Because I keep forgetting to say title shot. Anything else on SmackDown? Uh yeah, we that was that Tyler was... Tyler Bate. Tyler oh, Bate yeah, that debut. Was That's all I'm gonna say. Tyler Bate. Uh Bianca entered the rumble. Oh, I have one. I have a Leslie comment. Uh Leslie said Elton Prince, and she said Elfton, not Elton. Which was weird. Um, oh, now I see why she said Elfton. Uh, he, she said Elton Prince looks like an elf. Oh, he kind of does look a little bit like Legolas. <laughs> that was that yeah. was really all I had. That's probably where she got that from. But yeah, I guess that's a good point. Uh, collision, Chad. Um, collision. Uh, Sting that and Darby match looked like it was pretty good. Sting and Darby get the squash match. Uh, in wherever they were at, Ric Flair joined them. Uh, Eddie Kingston bloodied Trent up with sewer attendants. Um, Griff Garrison had the best showing of anyone on the show against Adam Copeland. Edge. I like. I think Adam Copeland slash Edge is about to do a uh, putting over young people but still winning matches tour. He's going to do this, this Adam Copen or whatever he called it. He he called it some kind of like Adam Copeland open challenge thing. He's going to do every collision. I think. He's gonna put over young talent over and over again, but he's gonna win every time. Yeah, Edge. I want to see. I I want to see exactly what Chad said last week: is Edge versus uh, Dante Martin. Yeah, Edge versus Dante Martin. I want to see Sean Dean, Lee Moriarty. I want. I also want to see Edge versus Daniel Garcia, and I want to see Edge versus who's the other guy that's just like Daniel Garcia, but is Wheeler Yuta. Yep, I I would like to see that. I'd like to see Guevara as well. Sammy Guevara. Yep, all those are going to be a thing. I'm just watching out for it. We'll see who it is on Saturday when we're there. I feel then, so bad for Sammy Guevara. I hope you guys get Edge versus Dante Martin on Saturday. That would be fucking Dude, great. How fucking cool would it be? Predictions right now for who it's going to be if it's not Dante Martin. Action Andretti. Ooh, that would suck. That'd be cool too. He's good it too. Would, it would be cool, but not as good as Dante. What about you, Joe? Um, I guess. Brian Keith. I could see that too. They keep putting that guy on the show every week. On collision? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh I'm gonna go with uh I don't know, Hook. <laughs> it's not gonna be Hook. I don't know. Hook's got a big title match on Wednesday. Well, apparently. Uh, uh Leslie has joined us. Hi. Hi. Hello. Leslie, Leslie, what do you have to say about collision? What do you have to say about collision? What's collision? <laughs> All right, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't have put it any better. That's a that's a good Other point, Leslie. One of the wrestlers. Oh, I just told them about how you said Elton Prince looks like an elf. Yes, he looked like an elf, and like he looks oh, like Legolas. Rings or whatever. Yeah, he looks like Legolas. You, yeah, you need to speak up too. He looks like a <laughs> hobbit. <laughs> no, he looks like an elf. Hobbits are different. Get it right. Come on, Leslie. Have it's you not watched all four or all six she, of the she said, she's She originally said, yeah, she said someone from The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, she she almost hit the nail on the head. What else? Yep. What, uh, what do you, Leslie, what's your what's your take on the the just just the wrestling landscape right now? Uh, 
What what are you looking forward to? Like Samoa Joe with the championship. Like, I mean, what is that? What's his face? Jay White is at the prime of his career. <laughs> Chad left. Why would they give it to that big old sumo guy? <laughs> Chad, your response? I, I don't know what she said. I just heard Samoa Joe as a champion. I threw everything up in the air. She said, uh, she said Jay White's in the prime of his career. Why would they oh, give yeah. it to Samoa Joe? Why would they give it to too. the big sumo guy? The big sumo guy. I don't think I said that, but um, everything That's else. That's Leslie's I, words. So she's not trying to copy you. She doesn't listen to this podcast. She doesn't listen to this show. She hates this podcast. I'm <laughs> actually surprised she's here right now. But she has always wanted to be on, which is it, it's kind of a... Is double entendre the right word for that? Double-edged sword? Double-edged sword? Not double entendre. She um, hates the podcast, but wants English. to be on it. Double whatever, English, whatever. bad grammar. Yeah. I don't know things. I'm going to cut that anyway. Cut what? Oh, yeah, he doesn't, totally he doesn't, cut that. He doesn't cut anything. <laughs> this conversation? I'm not cutting any of this. Welcome to the podcast, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else for Collision, Chad? Main event, super awesome. FTR beats uh, House of Black. Yeah, I saw it on mute as we've been recording. It looked like it was really good. Um, Raw. I came. This was I, great. I went into Monday Night Raw thinking it was going to be like I, I. I went in like thinking over under three and a half times that they recapped The Rock coming back last week. They only showed it once. I was very surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a really good Raw. I enjoyed so much on this show. I, I would start off with the intro, was the Drew McIntyre intro, and yeah. CM Punk comes out, and they just they start throwing haymakers of comments back and forth about their back history together. Their, I mean, I think it was Drew that was like, when things get tough, I became the guy in the company. When things get tough for you, you ditched the company. And now you're coming back here just like I did and trying to follow in my footsteps. And I was like, hell yeah, Drew. I love I love heel Drew. I also, so there's been this thing with WWE since, C, uh, since, um, since it's CM Punk, since Triple H took over creative, um, where like the things that they say on live TV and the like, bold predictions or the foreshadowing that they do is that is actually foreshadowing so the one thing that i took note of that cm punk said to drew during this show uh he said and at the royal rumble i'm gonna throw you out last yep so drew punk, is in my final four <laughs> and cody are in my final four of my are in my final four now gunther's out yeah. for me brock maybe brock might be brock might be in but I don't think they would keep Brock in that long because at that point it's like you make Brock look weaker, even if it is on, even if it is three people throwing him out at that point. So I'm going with Andrade. Then is my note is my pick because I think a return usually always goes deep. Yeah, or maybe it's a debuting Kazuchika Okada. No oh, shot. Wow. I don't think he's going to WWE. Interested to think there's a real chance. We will see. There's uh, what three or four weeks until the show. So, no, and his last match is it's that two, battle. It's two battle weeks from Valley. Saturday, isn't it? Yes. Holy shit! That's what I'm saying. Is we have we still have two weeks? Why have they even started booking this show? 
Yeah, AEW wouldn't have started booking this show until yeah. the night before it closed. Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday night dynamite. <laughs> yeah, and then his last scheduled appearance for New Japan is this Saturday. Okay. Well, there's a lot scheduled one. There's a lot of stuff scheduled. He's just not on any of it. So people are like speculating. I'm very okay. interested. He's main eventing Battle in the Valley versus Will Ospreay on Saturday. So Will Ospreay. I wonder I wonder if Will Ospreay ever actually finally beat him one on one or if this might be the one. This is I don't the see, one. I but like Will Ospreay is also leaving the company. So like Yeah, but he's the one who said he's going to still participate. That's true. That's very true. If Will Ospreay beats him one on one, and that does actually turn out to be Will Ospreay's only first and only win over Okada a singles match, I might start being a believer. And Chad and I might have the exact same final four for the men's rumble. I think we might all have the same final four and winner for both rumbles. Mm. So I like my chances of retaining so far. Um, what else from Raw? Uh, Let's see. Oh, we had. Uh, Oh, there was Lud- the uh... Ludwig Kaiser just like destroyed Kofi Kingston. Dude, I yeah. loved this match. When he threw that fucking announce chair at him, I thought that was. Oh, my God. I thought he killed him. I, th- I thought he killed him. I also thought like some of this was kind of legitimate. Like some of the heat that seemed to be there was legit because of the injury to Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. The real injury. Yeah, the real injury. I thought they might have brought some of that into this match. I don't yeah, think it definitely seemed like it. I don't think that's true, but I think they just sold it really well. Yeah, I think so too. They kind of put Ludwig Kaiser really over with this and I love that. Yeah. I mean, he's a good wrestler. Yeah, he is. Both like all of Imperium is. Yeah. Giovanni Vinci is the new Cesaro, if you know what I mean. He actually fall strength. Pound for pound the strongest wrestler in WWE. Yeah. That's that's Leonardo da Vinci. Um. All right. Other thing from Raw, we got to talk about our truth. Oh, dude! Funniest segment I've seen <laughs> in a really long time. The baby pictures is what got me. The the little baby pictures of all Judgment Day. That shit was fucking hilarious. Judgment Day. Live, laugh, love. Right afterwards, JD going. We don't even say that. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it was so fucking funny. You can't say that. Our truth killed it. Yeah, it was. Any- Anyone that's listening to this show, the three listeners, if you haven't seen Raw yet, you got to watch the R Truth segment. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just would like to repeat just R Truth, never go away. Please, never go away. I don't even need him to wrestle. No, I don't either. Just, just keep doing these present. things. <laughs> just keep being funny. Keep talking on a microphone. I, You know what? It would be really funny in like a couple years when everyone gets tired of Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis being general manager. That would be pretty funny. Is our truth being general manager of one of the shows. That would be hectic chaos. It would. It would. And I would kind of be all in for it. He would just book the most nonsensical matches. Ginger might win another WWE championship. Honestly, he could be, he could be the new Teddy long. Yeah. But like way funnier. Yeah. How about that player. Like, Arch, I could see our truth on like his first night as general manager booking someone against the Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> like as a joke. And in our main event, it's gonna be Finn Balor <laughs> versus the Undertaker. <laughs> oh, did we, then, like, did uh, you... me and Joe tell you Teddy Long is coming to Virginia Championship Wrestling? Oh no, shit! In March, you guys gonna go to that show? 
Oh, I guess. duh. We were tickets to go see EC3. We're definitely going to go see. Oh, this is all at the same EC3 show? Oh, it's a different one. It's the next no. one after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we're we're just VCW fans now. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get a poster board with a Brandon Scott sign. You really do. Brandon Scott's number one fan. <laughs> I just hope we don't run into that one chick. Oh, my God. We're bringing Evan Demi with us. Uh, yeah. I don't know who that is. Oh, you didn't know him? You don't remember him in Prototype? He's an ET. Oh, Ev- Demi. I thought you said Bemi. Evan Demi. Gotcha. That'll be fun. Does yeah, he like wrestling? Stoked. He likes it, like, ironically almost. Okay. Which is great for, like, a VCW show, because then he'll just make fun of it the whole time, just like we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I don't know why I saw you said Bemi. Because <laughs> you're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um. Okay. Uh. Only other thing from Raw was the gender stuff. I didn't really even give a shit about the main event. It was a good main event between Cody and Shinsuke, but like we all knew who was going to win that match. Um, gender tame for a street fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but gender gender's getting that title shot next week. Much you to Tony Khan's dismay. You don't talk shit to my boy Jinder Mahal, okay? Your boy? That's my boy. I've never I've, said anything bad. About I've Jinder always, Mahal. I've always, always neither has Joe. Jinder Mahal fans. <laughs> We've always been huge. Jinder Mahal fans. I'm a I'm a proud owner of a Jinder Mahal T-shirt that's in the mail coming to the house. Are you really? No, <laughs> no. It's actually a Hell Froze Over shirt. Neither that either. Chad, you don't have, you haven't bought a single piece of CM Punk merch. Not since he debuted in, in uh, AEW. Did you buy the Judgment Day Live Laugh Love shirt? No. Is there one of those? <laughs> yeah, they 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 made one of those and. The I saw today someone posted a screenshot. I think it went on sale either today or yesterday. I think yesterday. And within 24 hours, the only thing that was left was quadruple and oh sorry. So I'll just so say four. I'll just say four and five XL. Oh, oh so, so you're you, you could still get one. Well <laughs> he's a big bitch. Um <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Dude, you look great. I gotta be honest, you look great, dude. I've lost eleven pounds on my diet so far. You're looking great. Thank Currently, you. right now, all the sizes are available again, but it's a thirty-three dollar t-shirt, so I'm not buying that. Fucking Biden. They used to be twenty-four ninety-nine. The hell's up with that? Maybe it's a limited edition t-shirt. Maybe that's why. How much is the Hell Froze Over shirt, Chad? Yeah, I don't know. Look at Cody Rhodes. I'm sure you have that in your favorites. Well, you better hurry up, Chad, because it's time for your three best things from NXT. Oh shit! Um, pretty good week of NXT. I really enjoyed it. My number three is a simple one. I am over on Josh Briggs. Okay, okay. His performance in the the Iron Survivor match, mixed with his um his performance in the Noam Dar match a couple weeks ago, and then his performance this week again. I am I'm over on Josh Briggs. Big fan. Now, is that his wrestling ability or his just overall, uh, what do you well, call he, that? He's split from that group. That group broke up. So there's no more Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon Henley thing anymore. Okay. They all agreed to go their own ways. And like, uh, we also love Anic- each other. but Anicable. We're do- yeah. So he's like by himself. So like, it's not like a gimmick thing. I think it's just his like in-ring ability. I like, we need more six foot seven agile guys, you know? Some more. 
Baron Corbin style wrestlers. Yeah. Gunther, Baron Corbin, Josh Briggs. I love that. He's killing it. He's number three by himself. Uh, number two, uh, we had the best Lexus King match of all time. That's not um, saying much. Not saying much, but I but actually it thought number it was two. It was a pretty good match, but it's not number two because it was the best Lexus King match. It was number two because Obafemi cashed in after the match yep. and is your new North American champion. Wait, so it was Lexus King versus Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee won. Won? Yes, but then immediately lost it to Obafemi. Holy sh! How old is that guy? He said he uh, was like twenty. He's the youngest track and ever. field champion in twenty nineteen. So he's got to be easy early twenties. Yeah, he's That's like twenty three or something like that. He's the youngest ever North American or NXT champion, I think. Except for yeah. no, not except for maybe Page. I don't know. No, Tyler Bate. Uh, I mean, are we counting NXT? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess just North. He was American. nineteen. I guess just North American then. Also, how old was fucking Leon Ruff? Okay. Older than uh, I'm just asking questions, Joe. If they said that, then they obviously he's 22 years old. Lied to us. 22. 22. So he's the same age as Julia Hart. Julia Hart's crushing it. He's obviously already crushing it in NXT. I do. I need to tune in and watch this dude wrestle. Is he really that good? He's got. Uh, I feel. I think he's very like green in the ring but i do think he you wanted is, to say raw but you didn't didn't i you? didn't um but i really enjoy his upside he's very athletic his power bomb is very good um he's incredibly agile he he dives around the ring the whole time is he one of those six foot seven athletic guys yes. that we need yes okay i like that I um like that to answer your question leon ruff was 24 years old when he won his okay i knew he was young i just didn't know how young I was um, just asking the question. I I didn't want to step on Joe's toes like I, I always do when I interrupt him. I don't, I don't care. And then I'm going to finish it out with number one. It's the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Oh, yeah. How was it's that in full week? swing. Um, they announced all eight teams. They had two matches. The first match was Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. So they um, won. Beating Gallus. Um, they have this weird take on the can they coexist relationship. Like clearly that's what's happening, but it's more like they're becoming best friends is the way that they're selling it. So like MJF <laughs> and Adam Cole. Oh my yeah, God. but like on the heel side, and I think they're gonna stay heels, and I think they're winning it. But like, are they staying heel? Like MJF and Adam Cole were also well, no, Adam Cole was a face. Adam, Adam Cole was a face. Adam Cole brought MJF to become to a the heel face. or become a face. Yeah, no, these guys are staying heel, but I think they're gonna like is the crowd become- gonna love it. They already did. They they were chanting for Braun Breaker the whole time. They were all about this tag team already. But, I think uh, I think when when time allows, I think I'm gonna have to start watching NXT again. I think I'm I think I'm because originally when I stopped watching NXT, it was so that I could you know watch all the wrestling. Other than that, which included Collision, I think I'm just done with Collision, and I think I'm gonna start watching NXT again. Because yeah, especially with football season over, basically. Yeah, yeah. With football season being over, it makes it a lot easier. <sighs> makes it a lot easier to watch Raw live. I almost always watch Dynamite live because it's the day before this, so I have to watch it live. Uh, and then the other match was Frazier and Axiom beating the Tank and Hank combo. Tank um, and Hank. Tank, I can't remember. He's like a. It's it's a very, uh, heavy machinery style blue collar team. One guy's named Tank, one guy's named Hank, and they wear like trucker 
I know Hank. Hank is Hank Walker, right? Hank Walker. I don't know and Tank. It, yeah, Tanks is like shorter Otis style. Buddy. So he's going to be the star. I mean, he is already the more charismatic of the two. Yep. So he is Otis. Got it's it. It's very heavy machinery. Um, it's just it's just more rednecky. Yeah, it's more like trucker and blue collar than like heavy machinery was, I guess. But like, I don't know. Okay. I, they're good, um, but they lost to Frazier and Axiom, and then they announced that Mello and Trick are in there as a tag team. Oh, no. Mello was like, I got us the last spot. Trick was like, I didn't want to be in that tournament. I want to focus on Elia. And Mello was like, come on, man. We got to win the tag title so you can have two belts. So Trick's going to lose to Elia. Elia will face somebody, and it's going to be Trick and Mello one-on-one grudge match at Stand and Deliver. deliver. You're probably... Yeah. I expect that. And they um, won't make the finals. Or actually, no. They'll make no, they will make the finals. Are they on the opposite side of Breaker and No, I, I I don't know. I don't know. You haven't seen the bracket? I have, I just don't remember it. The teams okay. that are left are without wait, wait, they without... face Idris Anafi and Malik Blade, and the winner of that faces the win is faces LWO or So yeah, then they would be on the opposite side of Breaker. They are on the opposite side, yeah. So the finals is Breaker and Corbin versus Trick and Mello. And the finals is at Vengeance Day. Am I am I right? I think so. So the finals being at Vengeance Day, which means Trick will have to pull double duty, which means they will lose. Or maybe to... they put the finals earlier than Vengeance Day, and that's what builds into Trick losing at Vengeance Day. Is Mello turning on him at Vengeance Day? No, I think they make Trick do double duty at Vengeance Day, and he loses both matches. One because Mello turns on him and no, because I think they said the something. winner gets the title match at Vengeance Day. Oh, you might be right. Oh, they're not doing it at Stand and Deliver. No, there's a pay per view between now and then. There's a PLE in February for NXT. Okay, Vengeance Day. So PLE. then, okay, if that's the case, Trick has to be the one that gets pinned in the finals. Mello gets mad, costs him his match against Elia. That sets up their match at Stand and Deliver. Yep, Trick and Mellow definitely stand deliver. I don't know. I who still don't know who the Elia fuck though. Elia is gonna face. I, I mean, obviously we're gonna find out, but like, there's I, just I, not a lot of like people on that show right now that I think are NXT Championship material that haven't. Yeah, I think it. I think Elia would just retain. I mean, I, I maybe they could bring a main roster person. Yeah, down, I mean, but... they brought Dolph Ziggler down a couple years back. Yeah, Pete Dunn. Bring Butch. Butch. Oh, they could do Dijak. Yeah, Dijak is Dijak ready for another chance at the main roster? I as think Dijak. As I Dijak. think maybe, yeah, maybe after this, maybe he loses to Elia, or maybe he beats Elia and gets called up after he loses. Yeah, the title. he'll probably do it in the draft. He'll probably he keep saying, "I'm the last person to pin Elia Dragunov," and that's true. Oh, then it's definitely Dijak. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just lost to Eddie sense. Thorpe like two weeks ago. Yeah. Who it, cares? It's all right. But yeah, Tusty Classic, number one. Love that tournament. It's a great tournament. It's, it's really entertaining. Yeah. Speaking of things that weren't entertaining, uh, Dynamite last night. Um, So I'll just go through my notes. They were back in Daly's place for the homecoming show. We had Hangman versus Claudio. What was the story? It was good, but there was It was no a good story. match. Good match. No story. Um, The commentary team literally even said they were just seeing... Like, who could uh, who could start the new year right? 
That's a bad gimmick to start a paper. I mean, a dynamite with. Uh, then after that, they had a random eight man tag team match. Oh yeah, random no as fuck. Brody Lee tribute match. Yeah. Uh, then they had the Samojo segment, um, where it looked like Samojo's first challengers were going to be either Hangman or Swerve, which I hope is Swerve. Uh, but then Hook came out, and uh, now Samojo has a match against Hook next week. Uh, so I would assume Hangman and Swerve are probably going to have their third match soon. Or was, all number, three of them at fucking Revolution. And sw- oh, that Swerve, way there Hangman. is that way there is a face in the match, and that that helps your little heel heel dilemma there, Chad. Swerve's winning yeah. at Revolution. They're not keeping Has his belt to. on. They're not keeping his belt on Samojo for a long time. It's too serviceable. Agreed. I said that last week. It was quite literally the episode title. They need a fucking. I literally said episode title about fourth the fourth Hemsworth comment last week about Bryce Remsburg or Bryce Hemsworth that Joe said, and then Chad just went on that serviceable rant and I couldn't help myself for the episode title, just had to be. Um, yeah. So Hook versus Samoa Joe next week. Um, Sammy Guevara and Ricky Starks. There what there is actually a story there, and they're you know having the tag title match at Battle of the Belts, which street fight. You guys will see. You guys will see. Then they had a random eight woman tag team match. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys see the spot where they did like a a a four woman suplex? Yes. And Julia Hart accidentally went on the wrong side, like she went on the face side. No, (laughs) that was pretty funny. Um, Thunder Rose is back. She was wrestling. I don't know if she's wrestled on Collision or Rampage anytime since. In the last, I don't know, month or two, but I would consider her this her actual return because nobody cares about the other two shows. Um, and then we finally saw the Undisputed Kingdom. I didn't even think we were going to see them on this show. I, I I almost thought like, oh my god, this show is so fucking bad. They're not even going to show the actual like only thing going for AEW right now, which is the Undisputed Kingdom. But Roderick Strong had a match against I don't even remember. Who did he have a match against? Roddy Strong beat uh, Brian, Brian Keith. Brian Keith, okay. Which, yeah, there's that guy. Um, and then the main event. So, main event was worthy. It was, I think it was a street fight, right? Oh, it was a tornado tag. Tornado tag. So no, no rules. Sting and Darby versus. Oh my god. Genosuke Takeshita and Powerhouse yeah, Hobbs. Don Callis family. I so just Sting take really and, good notes. Sting, thank you. Sting and Darby won, obviously. Sting's not losing. Uh, so then they got them in the ring. Uh, it was Sting, Darby, and Ric Flair in the ring with Tony Schiavone. And Schiavone asked Sting, he was like, all right, we all want to know, who are you going to face in your last match? And I was like, oh, shit. We're like, we're getting this now. Like, okay, finally, Dynamite's done something good tonight, other than the Samojo stuff, which I'm semi-interested in. And... I'm interested in Undisputed Kingdom moving forward, but they didn't do anything that wowed me last night. And then the Young Bucks came out. I was really hoping that Sting's last match would be a singles match. Yep, me too. But I did read today that AEW has been full on. They want to do whatever Sting, whatever Sting wants to do for his last match. So... If this is the route that they go on, 
I'm in full belief that it's what Sting wants to do. And if it's going to be a tag team match, my thought is Sting does not believe that he can go in a singles match, which kind of makes sense. This probably makes way better match to put one of the best tag teams in the world against yeah. Sting Young and Darby. Bucks came out there and they've got mustaches. They're dressing nicer than normal. I for Sting's last match, like I just don't care. Yeah, they're like building it like it's the thing about Revolution. And I'm like, man, he's 70. It's going to be a tag team match that he's not the most featured thing in until the end. Like, it'll probably main event the show. That's a bad idea. It, uh, I mean, it's Sting's last match. I know. That's it's what going Tony to Khan's be. It's do. just not a good idea. It's probably going to main event the show. It's going to be awesome, probably. Needs the, Bucks. the Bucks and Darby can carry that match. Um, but at the same time, like, I think this just kind of solidifies, like, I think we said a long time ago, like if Sting has a singles match in his last match, he'll lose for sure. If he has a tag match with Darby, maybe he'll win. Now I think it's like, he'll, they'll definitely lose and put the young bucks over, which personally, I I don't really even give a fuck about the young bucks anymore. Mm -hmm. I am so down on AEW. And this is like the first show they've had in a long time with, well, other than last week, because the Undisputed Kingdom opening stuff kind of carried that show. And I lost sight of that being a show without MJF. But this is the first show other than last week in a long time without MJF. And it's suffered horribly because of that. Well, that's weird because people on the internet were like, AEW's back. We've got our champion. He's there, and it's not just like all focused on the champion. We had other things going on in the show, and I was but reading the other those comments things going on Twitter. On the I was show like, did not matter at all. Fact. That's like, why I was you're like, gonna, I don't if, agree with this. Comments. If you're gonna put on a nothing match without a story, there better be a fucking promo after the match with this person going in, the person that won going, actually doing something. But no, yeah. we had we had like five matches on the show, and three of them meant nothing. Fact. So I'm get, I'm getting really sick of it. On top of it, the whole Tony Khan just being a fucking drunk asshole on Twitter. It, coked he, out he, bitch. He's not drunk. He's yeah, he's on Coke. God. Just he's like AEW just sucks right now. And I don't know what they can do to get back. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm starting like, to run out of ideas of how it, it they would could. So it would take a lot, honestly. Swerve Swerve being champion will help. Book better tag champs. Book better minge champs. Book feature your stories. Book storylines again. Here's one you're gonna book storylines. Like, period. Oh my god, Chad, I can't believe you're saying this. Wardlow. Feature faction on faction storylines that produce fresh matchups again. Well, I think they're in route to that with the Undisputed Kingdom. That's one faction, but they're going to face. Bullet Club Gold and the Acclaimed. It's not a They've faction. Got... That's the butthole gang or whatever they call themselves. What? That's not a real faction. That's two the trios. No, but Bullet Club Gold technically has Juice, and Ju- but Juice is just hurt. So I get what that. What did they jokingly call themselves? I don't know. I didn't hear that. The Bang Bang Scissor week? Gang? That's what they ba- said. Oh, maybe that. Bang the Bang, bang, bang Scissor gang. gang. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but Adam Cole's not even clear. Adam Cole needs to get cleared. There, there's 
the women's division is in sham. Well, actually, Tony Storm is crushing it. And She's Tony crushing Storm, it, but nothing Tony Storm else versus Diana will be good. I hope they do that at Revolution. I'm sure they will. Will or won't? I'm sure they will. I just that can't carry the entire division. That can only carry the champ. That division doesn't have storylines. Yeah. I mean, think about WWE. They don't have any women's storylines that don't revolve around titles. Yes, they do. Nia and Becky. All right. That's a good point. Thank Nia you. Nia and Becky is like a featured thing on Raw. That's over, though. It's definitely but, not. But after a their very comments. good point. But a very good point. <laughs> they do WWE stuff like that WWE all the time. obviously does a way better job at it. I'm trying to think. Like, what was the last thing that AEW even ever Shotzi did? Shotzi and Bailey did a thing. Like, I mean, they have the whole thing with... Uh... Image Sky control. Blue. Like, but that still focuses around a title. Yeah. They have the Chris Statlander Stokely Hathaway story. Oh, yeah. But like, that's not like a in ring story. Yeah, I just don't know. I, it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being uh, a little jaded here, but like, I, I truly do think like they are going downhill and it's not going to be. Unlike WCW, it's not going to be the talent's fault. Whereas, like, where WCW talent was, like, essentially booking everything and booking themselves and booking the entire company into a corner that they couldn't recover from, this is all going to be Tony Khan's fault. He's going to run his fucking company into the ground. <sighs> and personally, I I just want to watch AEW that, that's not booked by Tony Khan anymore. Let me show you a quick picture of how many seats are still left for collision uh, this two days from now. This is the camera side, like the side that is on. That's where that's like what's Holy being shit. shown on TV. Green is open, I'm assuming. Yes, uh, that's a lot of the, green in the, the people, two sections across from the TV. For the people listening and not watching on YouTube because we don't have a YouTube channel. Um, it was over half. <laughs> Jeez, I got Christ, like dude. camera side, like TV side, not hard cam <clears throat> location side. The side that you see on TV, row seats and row eleven on the edge, like on the end of the. You row. guys are going to be able to move directly across from the hard cam. Yeah, we, we might be able to move ringside. <laughs> it's insane. They're they're in fucking shambles. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, all in this year, like, Wembley in the UK is just like, actually, never mind. No, not doing it. Or they do book it and it it flops way harder. Also, on that same note, do, like, they half the ticket sales. I'm not they, seeing your screen is black. I know. I'm on the oh. side that is that had the hard cam. They didn't even sell seats. They only sold half the stadium, half the arena. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just typical. I think that's all of AEW, too. Unless they, they get like a big show in specific arenas. And they're doing it every time. <laughs> well, like, I can tell you right now, Daily's I'm not going to AEW was, anytime soon. So Daily's place was booked fully, but like there's yeah, no like 2,000 people that go to that. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. uh they're in a bad place and I'm really starting not to give it any sort of fucks about AEW it's it's bad it's really bad and it sucks but yeah competition competition is good and uh the bigger dog is gonna come out on top not that I ever thought AEW would come out on top but 
I just thought they it could is making pissed. WWE a lot better. You thought who was pissed? I just thought that the two companies could they could be two good wrestling companies. Oh, and coexist. And then the the fan like the fans decided that there was this big feud between WWE and AEW, and then Tony Khan snorted a bunch of cocaine, and he's like, "Oh wait, I hate WWE." Yeah, it was just it's been. And sure, there was the counter programming stuff, but. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't care at all. I and I don't, and I don't think I will for a while. They they need to do a lot to fix fix their company, but we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. See what happens at that collision show you guys are at on Dynamite next week. Um, next week, what's after King of the Oh Invasion? We're watching Invasion. Chad took off his mic, so I don't think he's going to talk anymore. But we're watching Invasion two thousand one. I'm waiting for Chad to give me a nod. Okay, he's nodding. Yes. We're watching Invasion 2001. I'm relatively excited to watch that uh, and see how good of a show it actually is. Um, we already know it's a big show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's a big show. And that was... Chad, actually, you talking just to your laptop without a microphone sounded a lot better than last week. <laughs> I felt that. I told Sam, I was like, I really appreciate the thought of the the new equipment. It didn't work out. Yeah, it's, it didn't. It, it didn't. Say, I, I personally, when you texted us last week saying like, oh, looks like I'm going back to the old mic. I when I listened back to it, I didn't think it sounded that bad. It It did sound different. It's just too especially, good a microphone. Especially on editing. Yeah. It might be too good of a microphone for it's this. like it's like a recording microphone, like for music and stuff, I think. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think we need that sort of thing. I'll probably just look up what ask you guys what you have and get something similar to that. Dynamic microphones. I think I have an extra one. Yeah. Joe might even have an extra. There you go. Well, so yeah, we've got Invasion 2001 next week. And Weekly wrestling recap, and Joe's got and Joe's deep throating two microphones I'm right now. I'm not deep throating anything. <laughs> so, uh, as always, you can follow us on social media at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan, Joe, and Chad, and we'll catch you on down the road. Thinking about